Aim a Little Higher podcast episode 43. What's up guys, it's your boy Kamal Hyman here and it is an absolute pleasure to be back at it, back with the Aim a Little Higher podcast. I have missed you guys. Uh, uh, first and foremost, I've got to apologise for the gap. I mean, uh, it's nice every now and then when you're focused on a project to take a step away, um, look at it, you know, take that kind of fourth position and look back at what you're doing so you can assess it. Uh, and it's been a great time to assess it, to see how I can be more effective, how I can make sure I'm getting the best message across to you. Uh, and also, you know, we just moved house. I've got a new office set up, so that's all beautiful. And yeah, it's a real exciting time. I've got some exciting things in the pipeline for you guys to really help you to figure out what your personal brand is, what mark you want to leave on the world and, you know, how to help you get there. So thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for your loyalty. It was amazing to see the amount of downloads still going on even when uh, the new episodes weren't coming out. So you're obviously going through the older content, listening to the old interviews and making sure that you're still learning. And I salute you for that. Now, before we get started, I've got to say uh, we got into New and Noteworthy, which was absolutely amazing. And I think the next mission now is to just get into that kind of top rated section. And in order to do that, I need reviews from you guys, you know. First and foremost, your reviews let me know how I'm doing, how the show is, if it's actually helpful, uh, and what kind of thing you need to hear. And secondly, obviously, the more reviews you get, the, the higher you get into these rankings, so more uh, young adults and teenagers can see the work we're doing out here. So, rather than just asking you guys to go and do reviews, I also want to give shout-outs to the people who have. So I'm going to start with uh, John and Lynette, from all the way from USA, who says, I love the energy and goal of this host. Way to make a difference in the world, Kamal. Thank you so much, uh, John and Lynette. Next one is from Els125. I very much liked the first episode. I think the communication between Kamal and Eliza was excellent. All the episodes were interesting and definitely showed me not to give up on my passion and follow my dreams. Also, people may start from nothing, but they can make something of themselves. Don't settle being average. I'm about to make my business idea. Thank you, Kamal Hyman. Wow, that was an awesome one. Thank you so much. And I think I'll do three in episodes. So one more. Um, this one, <laughs> I love the name. You put your name as It's just a bunch of letters together. But hey, it's all good. Uh, and it says, Kamal's attitude is uplifting and enthusiastic. I love his dedication to provide the most valuable content possible so that young people can watch the results unfold in their own lives. Guys, I appreciate the love so much. And hey, there's your shout out as well. Thank you so much for everyone who is contributing with those um, comments, with the reviews. Go and leave an honest review uh, and you can leave up to five stars, which is uh, what they all did. So thank you very much. Guys, I've got a special guest today. Uh, today I interviewed the wonderful Diana Carlisle. Uh, we met actually through Michelle Evans, if you remember that episode, which was absolutely amazing. And our missions were so similar our views on what young people can be doing, the views on how to turn up potential result were so similar. This is a really powerful interview and I'm not even going to say any more. I'm going to get straight into it, guys. Enjoy this interview. Let's go. You're listening to the Aim A Little Higher podcast, helping you stand out in a crowded world. And now, introducing your host, he was an Olympic torchbearer, Peter Jones National Entrepreneur of the Year, and professional branding coach, Kamal Hyman. Hello and welcome to the Aim A Little Higher podcast. It's Kamal Hyman here and it's my absolute pleasure to introduce today's guest. 
Today's guest is the founder of Youth Career Compass, which focuses on providing guidance and tools for college students and new graduates to translate their strengths and interests into exciting career paths and help them to land their dream internships and jobs. It's my absolute pleasure to introduce to you Deanna Carlisle. Deanna, welcome to the show. Hi, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. It is awesome to have you. And um, we met for the guests at home through Michelle, who was on a recent interview, who spoke so highly of you and talked about all the work you were doing with young people. And I just had to get you onto the show to get your message across. Well, I feel the same. As soon as Michelle told me about the work you were doing, I started looking into everything uh, you've been up to as well. And I love it. I love what you're doing with, uh, with young people. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's awesome to, to join forces and <laughs> to kind of give the audience a bit of an idea about your story and your journey. I know we've, we've briefly discussed kind of how you went from what you were doing to the Youth Career Compass, but could you let the audience know how you came to create Youth Career Compass and, and that journey? Yeah, you bet. I'd love to. I, um, I spent about 12 years at Microsoft. I'm here in Seattle, Washington in the States. And so I spent about 12 years as a, a full-time employee there. And in the time I was there, I was really focused um, for with uh, college recruiting. So I was going out to different universities here in the States and in Canada and recruiting young people to come to Microsoft. So lots of presentations at colleges um, and then lots of interviews. And then after that, I um, got to manage our college intern program. We hire about 1,500 college interns every summer, which is really cool. Yeah, a big, the the Seattle, it was just, they take over, right? It's really neat. (laughs) Uh, And then I did some marketing at Microsoft for a while, and um, I left about 12 years to become a consultant. I just was feeling like I wanted to chart my own course and get to pick my projects a little bit more. And I was really interested in more um, training and development. So I uh, did a lot more training work for Microsoft. And then I got the opportunity to start a high school intern program, um, which I just loved. And I uh, managed that for about five years. And it was in that role that I discovered as I was working with high school students and you know, they were spending so much time working on college applications and, you know, a big push into university in that senior year. And as I worked with them, the thing I found was um, so many of them had not really had the time or the resources or even really the push to better understand themselves and better understand how that might translate into really exciting career opportunities and college majors And so they were kind of doing all the right things in terms of what, you know, parents and society and we are are seeing. Yeah, but there just wasn't both the time and and kind of the guidance to help them kind of reflect on what they were great at, what they loved, what didn't they like, you know, um, when did they feel like they just lost time and just were in that zone. And um, yes, I created this program over the summer that I would have the interns do and when they did a presentation at the end of the summer about their experience at Microsoft, it became, you know, one of the top things they highlighted was this career development program where I had them put together a career vision um, through all this work we would do on understanding their strengths and interests and then job shadows they would do. Um, so they left the program with, you know, a much better understanding of really kind of who they were and what they wanted out of university, which they just felt a, a great deal more confidence and like they knew themselves and I could see it in them. And uh, it was really amazing. And, you know, they kind of said, hey, you know, you should be doing this for my friends and <laughs> you, know, you should do this on your own. And I'd really never thought of, of um, 
you know, starting my own business in that way. But when I realized the opportunity to reach even more students and help them become more confident and and really feel like, you know, they could really make the most of that time in university, or even if they didn't go to university, you know, what could they do that could really tap into what interested them, what they were great at? So that's kind of when Youth Career Compass was born. And um, I initially did a lot more work with high school students. Now I'm doing quite a bit more with um, college and just out of college uh, students. Yeah. Wow, that's a powerful story. And what I love about it is you started off within the Microsoft, within marketing and built up through there. And it's like you slowly took that transition from, you know, your your corporate full time to slowly figuring out I want to go in this direction and taking steps towards it. Yeah. And, you know, that's one thing I always sort of encourage students with, too, is like, you know, baby steps are so powerful. And when I first, you know, thought, you know, maybe I will do my own business, I did up a draft business plan and I showed it to some interns. And, you know, I just started kind of dabbling in it. And I started um, getting up really early in the morning and listening to, you know, what were entrepreneurs talking about? What would what would it be involved? And, you know, I got a career coaching certificate. I just kind of dabbled in it. And so it's been slow. I mean, some people make make these sort of changes really fast. I think for me, it's really allowed me a lot of what I talk to my students about, which is just getting some exposure. You know, if you get some exposure and you kind of figure out, are these your people? I always look for who are kind of my people. Um, you kind of get a sense of, yeah, that's the right direction without going all in. So for me, it's, it's, it's been kind of a great way to do it. And it's funny how all my experiences feel like they you know, come to come together when I'm able to work with students because I'm able to kind of do this whole discovery piece with them of who they are. But then I've been on the other side where I've interviewed hundreds of, you know, high school and college students. Yeah. So I know what employers really look for too and how that brand, how that comes across from someone who's doing the hiring. That's a really powerful position as well to be able to really talk about both sides of the of the story. Yeah, definitely. It's really cool because I love helping students. You know, when you go into these uh, situations where you are putting together a resume, LinkedIn, and you're interviewing, those are all new situations that they don't do very often. And I want them to show their best, you know, to have that brand really stand out. Yeah, this is it. And what I, I love about it is, is it's very refreshing because I think all over the internet, and I did an episode on it the other day about people who don't have to be an entrepreneur. Um, because all over the internet right now, we see these things about, you know, quit your job now and become an entrepreneur or you're wasting your life and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's not, that's not the case. It's more of a case of, like you're saying, discover who you are, discover what you love, and then go out and fulfill your life in a way that allows you to do that day to day. And that's what I love about the way you've explained. You, you know, sit down with them and discover who they are first. Yeah, you know, and I love what you said. It just made me think about, you know, this idea that sometimes um, we go out and say, you know, live this big, bold, you know, big, bold career entrepreneur. And, you know, it, it is, you're exactly right. It's about the student, the student, you know, really based on personality type and sort of um, values. They might want a very stable job that they find very interesting, but isn't what someone else, you know, might term a big, bold, you know, job or, and so um, it is, it's hard because I feel like you're right. There's all these messages of what they should be or certain careers that will pay a lot of money. Um, but really that, that, that all doesn't matter. And, and it's so much about that discovery of who they are and how that translates and, and listening to their own, you know, experiences versus, 
you know, what other people say is the right path because it's, it's very individual. And, you know, some people make the entrepreneurial jump really quickly and that totally works for them. And for my personality style, you know, sort of this more uh, baby step approach has, has worked better. Yeah. And I, I, it's so powerful. And I'm really glad to have someone on the show who comes from that angle, just so all types of listeners can hear actually, it's okay to take my time while I'm in my full-time job or it's okay to just say, this is nice. I'm good here. I love my nine to five. I know exactly what I make at the end of the month. I can budget that and I enjoy my job and they're happy there. So that's beautiful. And it's so refreshing to hear someone who can hit all of those different angles. Mm, thank you. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's so important. I, I, my biggest sort of, when I think about my biggest why for Youth Career Compass, it, it, it's, it's definitely a lot related to career, but I would say it's more grounded in helping young people discover their greatness, you know, just discovering how amazing they are, whether that translates to careers, relationships, um, you know, just that knowledge of self that obviously takes a lifetime and we build on. But I've seen it so often with young people when they learn more about their personality and, and all of a sudden these light bulbs go off of, oh, you know what? wow, I, I am more introverted. And you know what? That's a great thing because that's going to help me with this, this, and this. And it all kind of makes sense. And, you know, some of the best things that students have told me are things like, wow, I'm I'm really connecting the dots. You know, I'm seeing how these un- things that I thought were unrelated about myself actually are related. And, and yes. then they could actually come together and help me with direction. Yes. And they feel so much more empowered afterwards. And that's amazing. So I think the message for listeners here right now is that discovery phase that, you know, discovering your personal brand and who you are is so important. Figure that out first, then start building because it comes from a much better place. It comes from a place where it's fulfilling you and you just believe in yourself a whole lot more. And I'm sure you see day to day the transition between someone who's found themselves and someone who's still searching. So that's really powerful. In fact, while we're on the subject of personal branding, what does personal branding mean to you and, and why do you think it matters? Yeah, I think it's uh I think it's very important and I'll kind of echo what you just said. You said it so well. It um I definitely think, you know, personal branding is is that reputation. It's what others, you know, say about you when you're not in the room. It's it's what you stand for. Um, you know, and, and when I've worked with students, I used to do this personal branding exercise where I'd ask them to think about what do they currently think, you know, other people sort of think of them, you know, five kind of attributes or words and then I ask them to think inspirationally what do you want people to say about you think about you because I think it's really powerful to get them in that you know um, that sense of what you, what would you want that to be and how can you work towards it but I really think it's that working backwards you know you you can do that from a very genuine place if you've done that discovery work like you said and and what I love about students who've done that discovery work is they're so empowered. And like you said, they're so much more confident. They have the stories to back it up. It's not just that they're trying to be more, um, you know, whatever the word is, credible. They, they yeah. actually, you know, they've got something to, to back it up. Powerful. We are, we are certainly singing from the same hymn sheet here. And uh, <laughs> what are you excited about right now? Um, you know, I would say right now, you know, I've been doing um, doing a lot of one-on-one work, a lot of speaking in, um, at different schools and um, some of my own workshops. And I'm just starting an online group coaching class where, 
you know, I want to, I want to get, I really see some cool things when young people get together and they realize they're not alone and they start talking to people who might have similar interests. There's just some great synergy that happens with the group, I feel like. Um, and so it's a small group program, you know, 10 students or new graduates that we would work through this discovery piece, bring it to, you know, a career vision, career paths, but then take it into, you know, your resume, your LinkedIn, how do you show up in an interview? So I'm just putting that all together now. It's, it's slow, but I'm really excited about being able to scale, just not in my local area either, you know, really being able to, to scale and maybe target some universities for the program. Powerful. I love it. Absolutely love it. And before we get into your lesson, which I'm very excited for the audience to hear, I want to go through the rapid round quickly just to give the audience a little bit of a more idea of, of what you're about. And all you have to do is answer as honestly as you can. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. So the first question is, what time do you wake up? Oh, gosh. Um, well, it, I would say it varies. <clears throat> I love getting up early. Um, I love, uh, someone else mentioned it when I was listening to your podcast, uh, how Elrod, the, uh, the, the miracle, miracle morning. Yes. Love it. Do my best work. And, and um, I've done that at different periods in the past few years here. Um, so I'd say right now that I've been getting up for a little closer to six. But when I was doing the, the early morning, it was more 5.15 or 5.30. Okay. And what's one thing you do in the morning that guarantees a productive day? Uh, I really think uh, focusing at a, at a high level, uh, not so much on the details of what I want to get done that day, but a little bit more higher level. How can I make it a great day? What would that include? Not just work stuff, but personal stuff. Even if I just get in a little bit, not the, not the whole thing of what I wanted to get done in those areas. I feel like it just, it centers me around how that day is going to shape up to be a great day. Um, so I definitely spend time every morning kind of, kind of on that big picture. Okay. And I love the fact that you said that there's personal stuff in there too. Um, it's not just business, 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 business. Powerful. Yeah, yeah. I think it's so important. I've just been really working on this of late too. Like, you know, you go, 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 and you got to get in a little bit of the, make sure that you're, you know, finding joy in some other areas throughout the day. Even if it's really small, I think it's so important. Ah, beautiful. If you could be any animal, which would you be and why? You know, it's a little boring, but I'd probably be a dog, a chihuahua. I used to have a sweet little chihuahua, and uh, I don't know, I think they're just sweet little dogs, and uh, just, you know, where they say dog is man's best friend. It's just a cuddly and nurturing little animal. <laughs> and they do live the pampered life of chihuahuas, don't they? They do. That's the other thing, right? Yeah, I would like that. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite dessert? Um... I would have to say mud pie, which I'm not sure if you do. You guys, do you have Red Robin there? Uh, is that only a in no? The we States? don't have a Red Robin. I don't think anyway. I'm going to get anyone yeah. from listening. Like we do. I love it. <laughs> I'm sure they have mud pie. Is probably a very generic term for it, but it's you know it's like coffee and chocolate ice cream um, with whipped cream and usually some nuts. Um, it's delicious. Okay, that sounds sweet. <laughs> nice. Name one thing you couldn't go without. Hmm. I'm just going to have to go with my family on that one, um, especially my sweet little five-year-old son. Uh, I just, uh, love spending time with him. It's, it's such a joy. I couldn't go without that. Beautiful answer. And you're at a karaoke bar. What's your go-to song? Boy, I'm going to go a little old school here. Um, 
probably say ABBA, Dancing Queen, just an oh, all nice. time. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. All time great. And uh, there's no way I can be sad or not energetic listening to that. So true. So true. There are some songs that just get to you. And I think that's one of them. Uh, yeah. Tell us something most people don't know about you. Um, gosh, you know, it, it kind of related to career. So I'll just share it because it's a bit funny is that I was planning to be an accounting major my first two years of college. And I would have, in fact, been a horrible accountant. Um, <laughs> so, but few people know that that was my original plan. Wow. How interesting. And it's gone in a completely yeah. different direction. Yeah. <laughs> Very thankfully, and you know what? I'll just briefly say. I know it's the supposed to talk quickly in this case, but I took <laughs> that direction because the people around me—that's what my older brother was doing. And you know, when we're young, we often inherit careers from others. So I was, you know, I knew I liked business, so that was the career I initially inherited. And thankfully, I realized it, it was—it was not a fit. Wow! Thank goodness you realized as well, because I think that's so true. I've seen so many people making decisions based on older brothers, older siblings, that uh, family tradition, rather than saying, hey, what do I want to do? Yeah, yeah, it's so easy too. And often that's all we know, right? What your maybe your parents do, what a sibling, what a rich uncle does. And then we think, oh, that's worked for them. I'll take it. And my brother's a fantastic accountant, but me, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. And finally, what's your biggest distraction? Oh, Wow. I, you know, probably reading, which is really good. But you if you saw the number of physical and then books on my Kindle that uh, are collecting <laughs> for me, but whenever I get a chance, I do I love to I do I love to read. So um, often it can distract me, though, because I'm always trying to fit it in. Got you. That's, the, that's one of the nicest distractions I think we've had in the show. The, the most constructive distraction. I well, think. <laughs> I should often I should also say in parallel. Often, many of the things I enjoy reading are on the internet as well. Um, so I'll be looking them up there. But uh, either either reading something online or in a book form, I would say. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. So it's time for the lesson. Now, as you know, Diana, we teach the steps to build your personal brand: are discover, design, build, and then finally present. Which section have you chosen and what's the lesson? Um, I'm going to spend just a little bit of time in the discover and then I'm going to tie it in and spend most of my time in the present area. Awesome. So what's the first lesson? You know, we talked about this already a little bit, but this idea of um, the discovery piece and specifically when I'm working with young people that are going to be interviewing for an internship or a job of some sort, the idea that they want to be able to present the personal brand, I really think it begins with that discovery piece. So when students really are able to understand the times that they've been at their greatest. You know, I ask them to think of, think about peak experiences where they've done a great job with something and really loved it. Because usually when we piece apart those stories, that's where we find some of their greatest strengths and skills. And so then we're able to really use those. We take that discovery information and as, you know, as young people think about, you know, where was where have those times of greatness been and really discovering themselves when you bring that over and able to present that as part of your personal brand when you are putting together your resume and all your marketing materials and the interview it's so powerful 
And as I think about that present piece, because I've worked with so many students, often I'll do mock interviews where I'll help them prepare for an interview. And the students that do the best in those situations are ones that they're able to answer a question, but then they're able to give a story, give an example of when they've demonstrated that and show, you know, how they feel about that thing. Those are, you know, an interviewer is really looking for, it's great if you say that your biggest strength is that you're creative, but now I always want to hear an example. And students that have done that discovery work, that just comes through so strong for them. So, you know, if, if you're trying to come through with a strong brand as you're in that presenting piece, you have to have the stories that back it up. And when I work with students, when we're presenting them, when I think about that personal brand, we really try and weave it throughout. So as students are putting together a resume, LinkedIn profile, cover letter, you know, you really want to think about what is going to make you stand out. And certainly experiences will, but it's also the way that you, um, the way you customize your resume to be uniquely showing those strengths so that I get a clear picture as someone reviewing those materials of what those strengths are. I see them again and again because there's a real power too when students are presenting a certain brand and then if they can actually attach it to the company's brand, that is super powerful. Um, You know, I've been working with a few students lately where, you know, we're researching the companies that they're interviewing for. What are those companies? Usually you can find out a company's values and what they care about. And when you're able to talk about your own brand, but then talk about how that links together with what they're looking for that's just, you kind of make it a no-brainer um, for the person who's yeah. in You make them do so little work, which I really emphasize with students that the person interviewing you, if you make it so easy for them to see that connection between you and, you know, their company and the opportunity, that's, that's just really brilliant. Um, and students that know themselves well and their background um, really have those examples ready. And it's, it's very authentic. So it's not just something they're trying to put together for the interview. Um, they feel very empowered about it. Wow, that's so powerful. And I think there are two massive lessons in there that need to be, I think, repeated and hit home. And the first one that I loved there was not just say, oh, I'm great at team building. Oh, I can be creative, well, like, what, which is what the majority of people do but to actually have a story to back it up and show it in the flesh. That's so powerful. Uh, and it's funny, I, I literally had this conversation with someone the other day where they talk about teamwork and I'm like, okay, prove it, you know? And, <laughs> and that's what the people are asking when they're reading that, that resume, the, the 70th one in their big pile. Another person says, I'm a good team worker. I am dedicated. Say I'm a good team worker because I was captain of my football team for the last three years and we won this many trophies, etc. You know, have a real life example. And that's such a powerful message. I'm so glad you said that. I was like cheering in my chair <laughs> as you said that. And, and yeah, it's absolutely awesome. So I just wanted to make sure everybody caught that. And then... Yeah, that- that's a brilliant, I mean, honestly, if, if one advice for interviewing, you just hit it on the head. I, it's the one, probably the number one coaching thing with interviewing that I do is even if you're not asked for a story, you give an example. And we all know stories stick. That interviewer is going to remember you because you gave this, this example, this story. That's, they're going to have so much that they remember about you. So if you're trying to stand out, stories stick. And if you have these authentic stories that, that really show it and not just tell, you're, you're exactly right. It's so important. 
powerful. And then the second point there to to intertwine your two brands together is perfect. I mean, as if I was looking for a logo and I found someone who is a young person designing logos, trying to inspire people against someone who just designs logos and that's all it's about. I'm going to go with the guy who matches my beliefs, not because they might be any better, but because they match my beliefs so I can just relate to them or I, I believe in their journey much more. And that's such a powerful one as well. Intertwine your brand with their brand. Yeah. And it's, it's so great too, because when students think about back to that discovery phase, ideally, you know, they, they want to be looking for companies and work environments that do, that do fit with them, you know? And so, you know, ideally there'll be a natural sort of intersection, just like in your example of where they see that, see their fit there. And that's why they've chosen that company. And boy, if you're able to articulate that in an interview, especially, you know, young people in university, you're often competing with so many other students with very similar experience. So what I see really helping students to stand out is their ability to both articulate who they are, but then really focus on what the company wants because you know, it really is about what the company is looking for. They have a lot of options. And so if you can, like you said, intertwine those messages, it's something that a lot of, a lot of young people aren't, aren't doing. So. so powerful. And listeners, please go and get a pen and paper and write those two things down <laughs> because <laughs> it's so true. And I can just see the moment already where you're sat there and the employer asks that question all the time why do you want to work for us? And you don't want to turn around and say, well, I really would like a job to save up for my car, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. You want to turn around and say, listen, I stand for three things. Uh, integrity, helping people, and making an impact. And your company ticks all those three boxes because blah, blah, blah. Answer like that, you're going to blow their mind. You're, so, yes, you just hit it. You just did. And you just directed the conversation too. you sort of you decided to take what some people think is a softball interview question that they don't really pay much attention to. You just blew your interviewer away and you kind of directed the conversation and already got out early in the interview these three amazing things about you that you wanted to be sure that, you know, because I always make sure students know what do you want to get out? What do you want to make sure you tell them before you leave that room? And you just did it right up front with that. So it's perfect. Powerful, powerful. And I normally ask how they can implement this into their own lives. But I think it's pretty, pretty self-explanatory. I mean, do you have maybe an activity that they would do ahead of the interviews to make sure it's all prepared? Just so they've got something really tangible to walk away with from from this interview. Yeah, you know what they a couple things they could do, you know, look through past both work and school experiences and do that process of, you know, what did I do in those experiences that was so great? You know, when was I at my best? And then kind of just break it down a little bit. What skill or strength was being used? Think about the example, think about the results of the example because it's great to tell what you did, but make sure you kind of ended up, I say put a ribbon on it with you know, I was a part of this team and I really played a vital role um, for my public relations project. Well, that's great. But now wrap it up for me and tell me the end result. And as a result of what I did on that team, we got an A and the professor actually chose our team to move on to the case competition. You know, mm. you uh, 
you really give it that, like, why does it matter? It's not just, you know, even the example, you kind of put the bow on it, but just do that as much as you can with the different experiences that you have. And it, it kind of should thread through everything. So it's almost like if you do that as a brainstorm before you do your resume, your resume should be focused not really on duties and responsibilities, but accomplishments. So get those down and then thread it all the way through the materials and then make sure you're ready for the interview to really um, explain your piece of it and, and, and why it mattered. So powerful. And I think if you guys can take these messages, really work on them, put them into practice, that employer has a simple question in their head, which is, why you? I've got all these people lined up, why you? And if you can communicate what we spoke about during this interview into your own interviews, it's going to be a no-brainer why to choose you. So, Deanna, thank you so much for those lessons. That was absolutely amazing. Oh, you're welcome. You're very welcome. And that's all we've got time for, guys. But I think you have more than enough to go and act on. So, Deanna, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute Thank honor you to for have having you. Oh, no, the pleasure is yeah. all mine, honestly. <laughs> no, 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 it's mine. <laughs> Thank um, you. Before we let you go, how can our listeners get in contact with you? Um, youthcareercompass.com is, uh, is my website. And yeah, I'd love to have, uh, have everybody check it out and be watching soon. I'm going to be putting up some information about the, the group class that I'll be offering. Um, when you look at the site, I also have a Facebook group for college students, uh, that's free to join. And I just share a lot of tips and information there as well. Powerful. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, you can surround yourself with eagles or chickens and you spent time with the true eagle Diana Carlyle and myself, Kamal Hyman. Please continue to aim a little higher and we'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Aim A Little Higher podcast. You could have been anywhere in the world listening to anything and you chose to listen to this podcast and I truly appreciate you. Guys, if you're sat there at home thinking I'm ready to build my personal brand, go over to aimalittlehigher.com where I'm going to send you a completely free uh, guide to getting started on building your personal brand brand and if you are already on uh, kamalhyman.com viewing this podcast then simply click the link that says join the tribe guys the aim a little higher wristbands are finally here if you haven't seen them yet please jump onto my instagram it's at kamalhyman but they are bright orange with aim a little higher written on them in white they're awesome i'm giving them away for people who leave the best reviews so if you leave a review on the podcast on itunes let me know how you found the podcast what it's done for you, uh, what the key messages you're taking away from it. I'm going to choose the top ones each week and send you a free wristband. So if you're on a wristband, leave a review. Thank you so much for your support so far, and I will see you on the next episode. Peace.